Today we are going to be talking to author Sarah Blackman. Sarah is the Director of Creative Writing at the Fine Arts Center, an arts-centered public high school in Greenville, South Carolina. Her poetry and prose have been published in a number of journals, magazines, and anthologies. Sarah is the founding editor of Crash Test, an online magazine for high school age writers that she edits alongside her Fine Arts Center students. Her story collection, Mother Box, was published by FC2 in 2013. Her novel, Hex, was also published by FC2 in April of 2016. Sarah lives in Greenville, South Carolina with her partner, poet John Persley, and their two daughters. This series on artists making an impact in our communities is sponsored by the South Carolina Arts Commission. Sarah, we usually start with the artist performing. Why don't you give us an overview of something that you are working on currently and then maybe read a segment of that work? that I'm working on right now is uh, these environmental catastrophe short stories. And it's about a tour group, a family-owned tour group, who are traveling to these different environmental catastrophes. So this piece is called Downwinders. And uh, a downwinder is a term for somebody who has either accidentally or maybe even intentionally been downwind of a nuclear event, uh, either a bomb testing or a, a leak or an um, actual bomb attack. Um, and what they used to do before people really understood the long-term effects of radiation is they would intentionally expose people to bomb fallout far downwind of nuclear test sites to see how far the radiation was spreading. So they kind of pin little um, Geiger counters to their shirts and then collect them afterwards. So this is told from the point of view of a baby in utero during one of these kind of intentional exposures. It's called downwinders. Inside the body, the baby is coiling, flexed, not on the way to becoming, but already become. Mother is having a picnic with father and brother and sis. The baby has no name for these things. Mother is the body that is her body and the blood. Father, brother, sis are sounds that come and go, sometimes a thrust into the blood and the body which makes a dent the baby thrusts back at. The baby is not a baby, not yet. She is herself, body and blood. She is the warm light and the way she can move up toward warmth and down toward warmth. She is the way all her parts touch each other, and what is around her is also her. For a second, less than a second, there is far too much light. Tell us about your story as an artist. Uh, I think I always was a writer. Um, my mom will say that I was telling her stories like before I was able to write them down. Um, but I went to school, uh, undergrad, for creative writing in English at um, Washington College in Maryland. And then I got my MFA at the University of Alabama, so roll tide. Um, and then I came to South Carolina. And all through that whole time, I was just writing and writing and writing and trying to figure out what it was I wanted to say to the world. Um, and I'm still figuring that out. Let's talk more about your intention as an artist. How has that intention evolved over time? Oh yeah, it's really different, what I set out to do versus what I'm doing right now. Um, I always knew I wanted to write, but I wanted to write poetry maybe. Uh, and I started writing as a poet, um, and I loved it. I loved that use of language, but I had these really definitive ideas that you were either writing poetry or you were writing fiction. 
Um, and actually, the MFA program at the University of Alabama, which is a very fluid, very non-defined in terms of genre, taught me that you could be writing both. So you could write a kind of fiction that was very language-oriented um, and used kind of those Mm, hard to define connections between two things that don't seem to have a relationship to make the kind of magic of literature as opposed to just telling a horizontal story. Um, so the work I'm doing right now in uh, fiction really has a lot to do with the way language works in poetry. Um, and that was something that I, I didn't know how to do when I was younger and that I do know how to do now. So I can't wait to see what I know how to do in another you know, 10 years or 20. When did you first become a published author? I started publishing pretty young. Um, I think my first publication was at 21, but I was performing, um, doing readings, open mic stuff like that when I was a teenager. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure for young writers right now to publish right away, to have that first chapbook or that first book. I'm really grateful that I actually, I waited until I was fortunate enough to get a book published with FC2 um, when I was 30. And I'm really glad I waited that long to start submitting a manuscript because, again, I feel like the work I was doing when I was younger wasn't my work yet. It was work that was um, maybe copying other voices, trying out new things to try to see what my voice sounded like. Um, so I'm really grateful that I waited t for a little bit later in my life um, before I published that first piece because it felt like it was my voice as opposed to trying on a voice. Um, but I do now have two books. I have a short story collection called Mother Box and Other Tales, and that's with FC2. And then I also have a novel um, called Hex, which is with the same press. What are you working on in 2020? Uh, I'm working on a novel that I've been working on since 2007. Um, so it's a really, I've been working on it for a long time. And I, I think I've sort of figured out how to say what I want to say, but every time I think I know that, the way the world works around us changes again, and I have to say it differently. Um, so it's kind of been, I almost wish I could publish it eventually with all the different versions of it, so you could kind of see how the world has forced the book to change. Um, but yeah, it's a novel, it's called Nobody's Here. Um, which is based on a, a stanza of poetry um, from Robert Lowell from his poem Skunk Hour, which I think kind of sums up the 20th century at least, and it says, um, I hear my ill spirit sob in each sick cell, I myself am hell, as if my hand were at its throat, I myself am hell, nobody's here. Uh, and I feel like that, that kind of is the 20th century. Whether it's the 21st or not, I don't know. Um, so I'm working on that, and I'm working on some short shorts that are um, actually kind of, they're going to be linked, and they're about a tour company that's touring environmental catastrophes. It's like a family-owned business that's going around the world touring these um, sort of disaster zones. Tell us your thoughts on teaching writing. Can you teach someone how to become a great writer? I think craft is always teachable, because um, craft is a tool like anything else. Anybody can learn how to use a paintbrush or a hammer, or um, you know, anyone can learn how to play a few basic notes on a saxophone. Not everyone can learn how to become a you know, saxophone first chair, or a jazz master, or a great painter, or a great carpenter, um, but you can always learn the tools. So I try to teach the tools of craft, and then give my students as much of a chance as possible to figure out how to apply them in their own ways. And I th from my point of view, that's the most, um, likely to be successful way to teach writing because it allows the students to have control over what they do next. And I don't really want to turn out, you know, 20 new me's every year. I want to turn out 20 new thems um, in whatever way they want to take it. That was our interview with Sarah Blackman, an author who lives and works in the Greenville, South Carolina area. You can find her work on the FC2 website, on Amazon, and other common places where you buy books. This series on artists making an impact in our communities 
is sponsored by the South Carolina Arts Commission.